Welcome back to the One Two Kentucky Blue Podcast. I am your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. One of the reasons I started this podcast is because I did not like the conversations that were being had about issues in the field of strength and conditioning. I know I cannot control what other people say or what other people people think, but what I can do is start my own conversation, and that's what I'm doing in this episode. Our profession is far from perfect. We have several areas that need to be addressed. That might have to do with pay and salary, work-life balance, career advancement, certifications, education requirements, and all of the above. And I have some thoughts that I wanted to share, and my hope is that a lot of people listen to this episode, start formulating their own opinions, and they let me know what they think I got right, what I got wrong, or maybe even some other solutions to some of these issues. So hopefully in the future, I have others on the podcast and they can do just that. As always, I hope you enjoy my conversation. The purpose of this episode is for me to give you my thoughts on our profession in regards to our pay and education requirements. Now, I started thinking about these topics a while ago, and it really came after my conversation with Alex Macon, which I think was episode 57 of the 1-2 Kentucky Blue podcast. But towards the end of that episode, Alex and I were talking about some of the issues that were revolving around our profession. And ever since then, I've taken a little bit of time each week to kind of gather my thoughts, write them down, and I wanted to share those thoughts with you in this episode. One thing I wanted to say before I go any further is that everything I'm going to be talking about in regards to education and pay is going to be specific to college strength and conditioning coaches. I really can't speak for the private side or maybe the tactical um, sector of our profession. So everything I talk about is going to be regards to college strength coaches. And the first thing I wanted to touch on is our education. Now, College strength coaches know this, but for anybody that's out there listening that isn't a college strength coach or isn't that familiar with our profession, in order to be a strength and conditioning coach, all you have to do is get a bachelor's degree and pass our certification exam. So your bachelor's degree can be in anything. You don't have to major in exercise science or uh, kinesiology, uh, have a kinesiology emphasis. You could have a marketing degree, a degree in journalism, graphic design it doesn't matter as long as you just have a four-year degree you can sit for our certification exam pass that exam and then all of a sudden you're a certified strength and conditioning specialist now my thought is we need to get to a point where people that want to be strength coaches are getting their undergrad degree in strength and conditioning not exercise science not biomechanics but a strength and conditioning specific major and as I, as I started thinking through, hey, what classes would that entail? It'd probably be something very specific or something very similar to a exercise science degree. You're taking classes in anatomy, physiology, biomechanics, probably taking electives in nutrition and sports med. But I also think there needs to be classes that just have to deal with exercise prescription and classes that teach you how to do exercises and movements properly, teaching you technique. Hey, how do you actually do a power clean? Okay, now you know how to do it. Now let's learn how to teach a power clean. I also think there needs to be classes in leadership that specifically help you start developing your training philosophy. I think it would also be necessary to have classes in facility management, how to manage a budget, how to purchase equipment, all those things that are going to help you be 
the best strength and conditioning coach you can be. Because a lot of those things you're just learning on the fly when you finally get your first full-time strength and conditioning job. Now, one thing I will say is that there's a lot of material out there, and I'm gonna give the example of our summer internship and all the development that we have our young strength coaches go through, where we do teach them a lot about how to lead themselves and then eventually how to lead others. We have them read books like The Energy Bus, Chop Wood, Carry Water, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And those are all great books. It's great material. But one thing that I think needs to happen when a strength and conditioning major is created is that they can use those resources. They can use those books, use those readings, but everything needs to come back to them being a strength coach. So a lot of the times we're reading the energy bus with our young strength coaches. And as they are finishing a chapter or let's say halfway through the book and we have them recap their thoughts, we say, yes, this is great information, but this is how it pertains to you being a strength coach. And I think connecting those dots is very important. The last thing, and I'll hit on this a couple of times as well, but with an undergrad degree in strength and conditioning, there has to be some aspect that deals with hands-on time in the weight room. Our people that want to be strength coaches, it can't all just be sitting in a classroom and listening to lectures. There needs to be time where they actually get on the floor, are performing the movements, exercises that they would be prescribing for uh, student athletes, and there also needs to be time where they are on the floor and coaching and teaching. I think that's a huge part. That's a big thing that's missing in the current setup of our education of our strength coaches. Now, that, that's my thoughts on an undergrad degree. And I also uh, think my current thought is that a master's degree should be the bare minimum education requirement for somebody to be a college strength coach. And here is my thought. So you get your undergrad in strength and conditioning and you need to get your master's degree in strength and conditioning as well. But I do think this would be an important time for those people pursuing that degree to figure out what sector of strength and conditioning they wanna go into. Do they wanna be a high school, college, professional strength coach? Do they wanna go into the private sector? Do they need to, or do they want to be in the tactical setting, training people in military, police and fire? and their class and their curriculum would be specific to their path, what area they wanted to go in. Now, I also think it's important that during this time, as they're getting their master's degree, there's some sort of internship or practical practicum hours or requirements that need to happen. And that kind of leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is our certification setup. Right now, Specifically at Kentucky, if you want to be a college strength coach, if you want to work here, you either have to have your CSCS through the NSCA or uh, the certification through the CSCCA. And that's really about it. One thing I think would be important, and this would help us dictate, you know, our industry standard for salaries is if we had a multi-level certification system. And here are my thoughts with that. So I do think there needs to be an entry level certification where you can get your foot in the door. So after you completed your bachelor's degree in a strength and conditioning major, you major in strength and conditioning, you are then allowed or permitted to take the entry level, let's call it level one certification. You pass that, then that gets you into the level two area. So after you get done with your master's degree and possibly fulfill your practicum or internship hours and requirements, then you can take level two. 
And then moving on, I think it would be important to have at least one, preferably two more levels of a certification that you would take that would help everybody else out there in the world, whether it's administrators, sport coaches, whoever, that would help them see like, hey, this person's a level three strength coach or a level four strength coach. And like I said at the beginning of this topic, that would help dictate pay because you would know exactly what somebody's experience and knowledge is. So industry standards for salary would be set by that. So if you're a level two strength coach, your minimum salary should be this. If you're a level three strength coach, your minimum salary should be this. Now, as you get into that level three or level four, I think my initial thought is that it needs to be centered around your years of experience before you're eligible and or something else like, hey, you attained so many continuing education units that because you hit this number, you are now eligible to sit for that next level of the certification. Now, this is obviously just my initial thoughts, but um, one thing I'll say at the end of this podcast is that I, I want people to hear what I'm saying, let it digest for a little bit, and then I want to hear other people's thoughts with it. And I plan on having our full-time strength coaches here on staff listen to it, and then we can have a conversation once they've had some time to think through their opinions on it. And they may think, yep, Sparrow, you're right on with it. Or they might think, hey, I think you're way off and you need to rethink through this. But hopefully that can be a collective effort on our part after they've had some time to hear my thoughts and then we can move on with a side conversation so we can keep moving forward. But like I said, my overall thought is that if we standardize our education, knowing that there is a strength and conditioning major, knowing that everybody has to get a master's degree and there's a multi-level certification uh, system that will help knowing where people's experience and knowledge lies, and then we can set industry standards for salary. Other things that I have written down that I think are holding our profession back, and this is one thing I touch on with Alex, is that social media, strength coaches are out there bashing other programs because they have a job posted uh, um, and they think that the salary listed for that job position is not what it needs to be. The first thing I think we have to do is stop doing that. We're very much in the in the realm of people that are just complaining about things on uh, on social media, as opposed to sitting down, gathering their thoughts, and coming up with solutions on how we can better improve the state of our profession. The next thing is uh, to kind of go along with my thoughts with standardizing education. A lot of the times I don't think we're respected because our profession is oftentimes other people's hobbies. And people, even in college athletics, see somebody that is, all right, this person's strong, they must know what they're talking about. And not really think about, like, okay, where, where was their education? What did they get their degree in? What is their certification level? They see it as this person's strong, they must know what they're talking about. And then, uh, people get hired based on th that thought as opposed to really looking at th their credentials. Um, I think the next thing I've written down is unpaid positions. Unpaid positions that are not associated with a degree or a certification requirement is something eventually that needs to go away. And I, I tr really try to think through what's another profession out there 
where somebody that has a master's degree after they graduate is looking for unpaid positions so they can gain experience in the field. I couldn't think of another one. It doesn't happen with athletic training. It doesn't happen when you are becoming a dietitian. It's really specific to strength and conditioning. And I do feel like that is why our entry level salaries in our profession are so low because we go from nothing to something and we think it's a win. You go from, we have some people out there that get their master's degree. They have to take unpaid internships. And if they get in their, let's say their second position, it's another internship, but maybe it's paid. They go from making nothing to $7,000 a year. It's like, boom, that's a win. Ugh. I don't like that one bit. And here is an example um, that I like to throw out there in which I, I think our profession needs to start moving in this direction. And it, it regards my wife and when my wife and I first met. So her and I met a long time ago, 2007. And at the time we were both interns and obviously I'm in strength and conditioning. And just so you know, she is a school psychologist. So when we met, we first started dating. We knew we were both in grad school at the same time. She was an intern, I was an intern, but at the time I was making $5.25 an hour working at the University of Kentucky. It was great, I thought it was awesome. Then her and I started talking about how much each other makes. I throw that out there and I see her face just go, what? Because as an intern within a Kentucky school district, she was making $40,000 a year. Yeah, huge difference. I learned really quickly that our professions were very, very different. But this is my point. I think it would be beneficial for our profession, strength and conditioning, if we started moving our career path into something that was similar. So Jordan had her formal education. She got her bachelor's degree. She had her master's degree. So she legally was able to work with students to help them as a school psychologist. But as she was finishing her specialist degree, she had part of that was she had a requirement that she had to do a supervised internship and she was paid for it. So in, in my opinion, she was paid very well. So we have people in our profession that get done with their master's degrees and they're looking for unpaid jobs. I think we need to start moving towards that model of what I just described in Jordan's profession. What that looks like exactly, I don't know, but I think that's the, that, that's the route that we need to go through. Now, another thing I've written down is people that know anything about me or know anything about our program is that we do have unpaid positions here at Kentucky during the summer. And I don't want to seem like a giant hypocrite, but I want you to hear me out. With the current setup of our profession, I do feel like positions like we have over the summer, our summer internship, that is necessary because our summer internship is focused around the development of our young strength coaches. I don't believe, and I think we would all agree, that young strength coaches are not receiving the proper education and training so that when they are done with their undergrad or when they're done with their master's degrees, that they are ready to step on the floor and be strength coaches or an effective strength coach. That's not happening. So what we have to do is the current strength and conditioning community community is in charge of that next generation of strength coach. We're in charge of their development. We're in charge making sure that our profession is moving in the right direction. I also want to say this is that at Kentucky, our volunteer interns, we would be a-okay 
if for some reason our internship went away in the summer, we do not rely on our volunteer interns to be functional, giant parts of our program, meaning that if our internship went away, if our summer internship went away, we would still be a functioning strength conditioning staff and a strength conditioning department. And I will say this, and I know Coach D would agree with me, 80% of what we do over the summer revolves around our interns in our internship curriculum. 20% of the time, that, that, that's when we're working with our student athletes. Everything else that we're doing over the summer, it pertains to our internship and developing our young strength coaches. So I say that because myself, Coach D, and the other strength coaches, if we didn't have to worry about our summer internship and we just had to worry about training our teams, our work-life ba balance would be the best thing in the world. We would be able to spend so much more time with our family, but we still have our summer internship, not because we need strength coaches working for free. It's because we want to make sure we're giving back to the strength and conditioning field, the community, and developing those young strength coaches. So those are my thoughts on the current issues of strength and conditioning that I wanted to touch on in regards to standardizing education and the setup of our certifications. I hope other, others will listen to this, start formulating their thoughts, and then hopefully on future episodes of this podcast, I'll be able to sit down with other strength coaches. They can tell me what I got right, what I got wrong, give their two cents on some of these topics, and then we can continue to move forward as a strength and conditioning profession. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us at UKStrength at UKY.edu if you have any questions or comments. Thanks and go Cats.